So look at no, this. I've never cheated. I haven't cheated this game. I draft my and then I read all the spoilers and I just bask <laughs> in the glory of the luck that I've stumbled into. There's a there's a method to my madness. Also, I have not read anything about this season. Good for FYI. you. Since I've since I've seen so much flack and still winning, running away with it. Some would say. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This is my legitimate conversation amongst friends. We talk about college football and lifestyle. You can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com, at the Wheel Route on Twitter, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. He's the email address. And uh, the show is available via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Google Podcast Center, uh, Stitcher, and um, probably some others. You can get it on the website as well. Uh, my name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at Log on the dawn, coming to you guys from Stewart, Florida, um, where the rains have ceased and uh, summer rains on supreme, and uh, that's a good thing. It's actually been very nice. So uh, I know you guys live and die for the weather updates here in sunny South Florida. It's been beautiful. I got to spend some time in West Palm Beach yesterday inspecting sewer lift stations. So things are looking up for your boy, in case you're wondering. I've upgraded from manhole inspections to sewer lift station inspections in my ten years of, of work, so I'm glad to uh, I'm glad that's going on well, for me. You think it's an upgrade. Some people not <laughs> might not agree, but that's fair enough. Fair enough. Who's that lovely voice I hear? My name is Jordan Shank. I'm in the friendly city of Harrisonburg, Virginia, where I believe we're receiving all of Florida's previous rains. Um, right. You're getting data right now, right? Yeah, which means we're done with hurricane season, right? We made it to Z, so we, we finished. Beat, we beat the game. No more for this year. That's the way it goes. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan. Guys, we're almost we're almost past the election, but the uh, the weird celebrity endorsements of various people that have come out of the woodwork. The last 36 week, hours have gotten weird. Dave Dave Chang really let let the chopper fly at the golden bear today <laughs> um so if you want to go take a look i don't end- i don't necessarily endorse the language he used i may or may not endorse the message but uh yeah who else is here <laughs> before yeah, i get got, myself in trouble got <laughs> i may endorse the message <laughs> it's, it's like four tweets long too that's the best part um my name is Jason Kreck. Speaking of, of tweets that neither of you endorse, I tweet things at Jason Kreck. Um, I'm also in uh, not at all sunny Harrisonburg, Virginia, where yeah, it literally just rained all day today. It was just super, and like the super gross fall, gray, cold Gosh, rain. What a nap day it was today just, was. It would have been a wonderful nap day had I not been working. And uh, yeah. Yeah, real bummer. Um, don't recommend that weather to anybody. Yeah. Excellent. Awesome. Good energy. I, um, we, do we have a tally of how many uh, Netflix shows that Dave Chang has at this point? I mean, what is it, like three? I think it's three. 
He's got ugly what delicious. It, ugly delicious. He's got the one with him and Seth Rogen on the cover. And I forget the name of it. And I think he's got a third one. That's not ugly delicious. No, that no. was. I don't think. I think that was like a. He did an episode of Ugly Delicious with Seth Rogen, right? That's probably true. Yeah, but he did. I thought he did a separate mini series where he like. He's got breakfast, breakfast, lunch, and dinner is the one I'm thinking about. Uh, okay. Oh, you're right. Which was a little underwhelming, I believe, right? I haven't seen that one. I'm not going to lie to you. So I think it is only two. I just feel like... Is that the one where he went around with like Chrissy Teigen? There was an episode yeah. of Chrissy Teigen. He went okay. with celebs okay. to their various like yeah. digs. I remember the Chrissy Teigen episode was not good. And then... Um, that was I mean, fine. No, eh. I wouldn't say it was bad. She just like, couldn't... She just couldn't eat anything. So, like, what's the point of doing a food show with someone who's like has a bunch of weird like dietary rules and can't eat literally anything? And like, she, I don't know. She doesn't really move the needle for me. I, I, no, no shots to Chrissy Teigen. She just like she's not my brand of humor. I the think. Seth Rogen one was a lot more entertaining because they just got baked yeah. as hell and ate say. everything in sight. <laughs> There's yes, no chance of the awesome. Seth Rogen episode. And they were in like Vancouver, just hammering like Chinese food too, weren't they? Like they're yeah. like, yes, yeah, like the best Chinese food scene, not in China. <laughs> yeah, that was an enjoyable episode. I forget who the other. Oh, there was no, 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 no. The Chrissy Teigen. Lena Wafty was. was Kate McKinnon was on one, I think. Yeah, Kate McKinnon was the one that was not yeah. great. She, yeah, she, I don't think she could eat it. Thing. So anyhow, the Chrissy Teigen one didn't really do much for me either. I'll be honest. Okay, this has been takes on Dave Chang shows, but hey, shout out to Dave Chang. Seems like a great dude. I feel like Dave Chang and I would be friends. Get that I Netflix feel bag. like you say what? I say get that Netflix bag slash bags. Yeah, I mean he, he yeah. makes super fascinating shows. I feel like I would argue with him constantly. Oh, you surely would. I would. I feel like we would just be at each other's necks at all times. Um, I, feel like I would be sitting in the it. other corner of the booth to be like, guys, which, come on. Like, which, the check got here 35 yeah. minutes ago. Like, <laughs> <laughs> which is not an indictment on him. Um, I, I think it's what, I mean, what do you think he would argue about? Well, so I just, I mean, I think Everything. that's part of it. <laughs> Do you I mean, think your culinary like takes are that advanced that you would argue with Dave Chang? I, no, no, I just think, think their personalities. Yeah, are no, no, no. I would, I would defer uh, almost okay. all of his culinary takes. Okay, obviously. I was gonna say like, I mean, that's a bold take. Just no, 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 no. I, would... <laughs> okay. I, think, I would school Jeff Chang, Dave Chang, on his his inadequacies. No, Jack. Culinary. About, uh, yeah. No, I, I think I think he's argumentative and I'm argumentative and that would lead to it. And like I think I think the thing that makes his show great is he's very willing to just like break down his own psyche on television. Like you can like I think it was the I think it was the steak episode of Ugly Delicious where he was like yes. it was just like a constant war between like he is a food snob and that's fine. Everybody's a snob about something. And also he very much realizes that it's not okay to like judge people based on their steak takes. And so he he let that play out very openly, and and that's why I love I love his TV shows because he does that. Yeah, I also he doesn't think, put it on yeah. the cutting room floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he left it in there and let everybody see it and see both. Yeah, it's like, not oh, it's not guys. chef's table. It's not chef's table in that the, they just lean into full douchiness. Exactly, exactly. He yeah. like I mean, and in the pizza episode, they talk about like, dude, sometimes I just want a Domino's pizza, and like, yeah, he and so Rory, Rory, man. Man. Yeah, he and he and Rory <laughs> yeah, and um. So I, I enjoy that he leaves that on the screen because I think that's a really good thing to wrestle with. And I also think that he is such a, an argumentative person that I think we would just have a lot of arguments. I don't think any of them would be like malicious, but it we would argue. be hostile. You would just enjoy verbally yeah. sparring with. Yeah, yeah, we would. That's 100 percent. Yes. Yeah. OK. All right. I, could be I remember that. your personality test 
episode, Jason. He, uh, Jordan, I swear, I swear, we've like had some version of this conversation on the podcast before. But there's a piece or in the group text. Let's, yeah, let's let our, what, our, our thousands well, of listeners, let's... our, our thousands yeah. of listeners, will let us know if we've had this before, and that's fine. We'll ask Colin to pull the tapes. Colin's listening right now. Yeah. Um, he can pull the tapes. Uh, let's keep it moving here. What are you guys drinking tonight? Uh, I've I've got a ranch water in a couple of koozies. The Topo Chico bottle fits really nicely into like a foam, the big puffy foam koozie outer, okay. but then you put one of the Evan and Caroline shank oh. wedding koozies on the inner, <laughs> and it is a great fit. Oh, interesting. So I have uh, a Topo Chico here as well. Jason, I'm going to cut you off just because I also have a Topo Chico, but I'm drinking wine tonight. We are, we are having a bad beer situation in the White House <laughs> household right now. So I'm going to need to catch up this weekend. What kind of, what kind of wine are we talking this is the Apothic Red, uh, Red Blend, uh-huh. the, uh, staple, the staple red for the White Houses. Uh, it's, the, it's the House Red? Um. Yeah, this is the House, the White House House Red. Uh, um, it's What's good. I, house, I like white. it. I mean, um, <laughs> there's some, there's probably, probably the Apothic White, uh, <laughs> I the guest. This is a white. <laughs> the White House House White. This is Logan White House, says Steve Carell, just... This is a red. <laughs> this is a white. <laughs> this is a red. No, I mean, I like I like Pinot Grigio, but we tend to drink more red wine around here, so we don't really have it that often. Oh, see, I'm I'm very much team white wine. Give me that alcoholic sugar grape juice. I'll buy it. White wine uh, with two cubes of ice. That's the true baller drink all summer that's, long. That's a real <laughs> sous shank move. Putting, <laughs> putting ice in the white hey. wine. Hey, I'm telling you, the drink of true ballers. Yeah. Ask Connor Whitehouse. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I am drinking a. Uh, Parkland Brewing Get Bent Mountain IPA. Ah, uh, yes. Get super bent, Jason. Get bent. Oh, it's very good beer. I did, I did have a um, Sweetwater at the gym today. It was a friend's birthday, so there were some post-workout beers. Nothing like quaffing down a you know a high ABV beer like post like horrific exercise, uh, high heart rate. <laughs> and you're just but really anyhow, breathing heavy. I, uh, Suck it in. My, I did my service. Did my service to celebrate Sweet Sean's birthday. Shout out. Don't look a day over 32. And um, he, uh, it was the Sweetwater 420, the G13 strain, uh, the IPA. It was good. It's not a light uh, beer either. Not a light beer. No, I was kind of, I, I, felt, I felt nice and ready to podcast uh, after after that. So excited excited to be here doing doing what I was ready to do. So anyhow, uh, excellent. Let's keep it moving here. Lifestyle updates. Yeah, we've kind of been over that. Uh, any, Jason, how are things on the sports front? You going to play basketball soon? We seem to be, uh, we seem to be, oh, there's an ad playing on my computer. Sorry. Um, we seem to be on track to play basketball coming down the home stretch. Awesome. The, uh, the, Duke have their, the Dukes have their first practice in the, uh, I don't know if I can legally call it the joke name that I was about to. In the Atlantic Union Bank Center. <laughs> the Jordan Shank Convocation. I was going to name it after Jordan, and then I was like, I'm not going to go for that. I'll name it for you. There you go. I, Listen, I would love for you to get in trouble for something you said on this podcast, because that would mean... Frankly, like, frankly it's a miracle. That would mean nothing but good things for the podcast. That's yeah. right. If, uh, if it had that kind any, of... Reason, so. Any press is good press. Yeah, I was going to say... I think you need to start taking more shots. You need to start being a little risky. Yeah. yeah. A little- the wild boy. Here are five things <laughs> I can't stand about. <laughs> no, I'll bleep it out. I'll bleep it out. Don't worry. I'll bleep it out.
All right. The <laughs> uh, let's, let's just get it going here. We got a little college football news. Um, Wisconsin. Uh, did we talk about this on the podcast this weekend? Their quarterback tested positive for COVID. Um, and then yeah, they but had he was like small... he was doing the second one because yeah. the yeah. the quarantine process for the B1G is 21 days. Days, yes. And so then I guess Nebraska has not Nebraska, Wisconsin. Sorry, red and white teams has a uh, a small outbreak on their team. I think a handful of guys at this point have tested positive. So their game against Nebraska has been canceled. Straight up canceled, yep. and Nebraska seems a little hyphy about it. Um, Tad bit. I don't well, know. So they, well, I don't they really. To, first of all, they they sent out a tweet from the main sports account. Basically, it was a Runza sponsored tweet. Yeah, it was a sponsored tweet, <laughs> and basically being like, "Yo, if things were reversed, we wouldn't be this cowardly." And um, they deleted it later. <laughs> as it turns out but um so they did that first and then they tried to schedule ut chattanooga uh for a game 48 hours later and then the big 10 was like nah, not so much can't do that and then they put out a statement today complaining about the big 10 telling them they couldn't do that so they're going full like big 10 antagonist they, they yeah, just the love to is, whine yeah. For like a, a five and seven yes. team, they love to yeah. complain about this is, injustices. This is my thing: is that like I I think Nebraska doesn't realize it's twenty twenty. Like they do not swing as big of a stick as they think they do. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't know. You're, you're right, Jordan. I think the main thing there with Nebraska is they, they seem a little mouthy and chesty for a uh, team of their current stature, and. Um, you know, there's a lot of hot takes on Twitter out there, like, "Oh, I mean, they just need to get out of the Big Ten and send a message, rejoin the Big 12. And it's like, okay, all right, that's just because <laughs> that's just it. a thing that you could just up and do. Yeah. Um, but you know, who knows? Who knows how these things actually work? I don't know. That, would be, that would be a, a significant revenue share cut, wouldn't it? Probably. What going from the Big Ten to the Big 12? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Because Ohio State probably makes everybody like you know, $20 million. The Big Ten, I think, they're either, they way, they're either ahead of the SEC or way closer to the SEC than anybody else. Yeah, yeah they have a huge deal. All right. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how that goes. I think it's Wisconsin... also been other COVID news tonight. I don't know if we want to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Jason, go ahead. Break that. Breaking news. Here we go. Yeah. Coming across the Sources uh, publicly available to literally everybody on the internet tell me. That uh, so Trevor Lawrence just uh, authorized Clemson to announce that he has tested positive for COVID nineteen. Um, ACC rules dictate that after a positive test, uh, the person must be isolated for ten days from either the positive test or the onset of symptoms. Trevor apparently doesn't have any symptoms, but. Um, as of this recording, it's Thursday night, and Clemson plays Notre Dame in nine days. Uh, yes. So they, they it, all, it all depends on um, when the test was and that sort of thing. If I had to guess, I'm going to guess Trevor Lawrence is going to be eligible against Notre Dame. But feels like a good bet. Yes, Jason, ESPN is reporting that he would, as long as there are no further complications, he would be available for Notre Dame. Okay, okay, there you go. So, uh, okay, 
So yeah, sucks. Hope he gets better. Hope he doesn't have any symptoms and all that. Uh, you know, I guess Clemson's going to play this weekend. Uh, their quarterback. I don't know that we anyone knows how to pronounce his name. Is it DJ? Cam Newton Jr. Yes, Cam Nugliagee. Okay. He, I have no um, idea if that's how you actually pronounce it, but um, looks like a real monster. But uh, looks you know, terrifying Pat, to face. Our guy, our guy Pat Forty, is out on the Twitter saying that the offense has stagnated under him so far this year. Could be a difficult test against Jeff Halfley and them boys from Boston College. Yeah. So um, I was trying to find well, a line, but the uh, the app I use has it off the board right now. So God forbid that you know Clemson have to play a decent team and go through like and, and go through this. But you know, I, I listen. It's COVID. It's a COVID thing. Don't right. want to root for Here, that. Here's a here's a question. We we discussed Clemsoning earlier this year. If they lose to Boston College, are you bringing it back? Because I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I'm not bringing it back. Who will but join you're me? Who will to... take up this sword? <laughs> <of pain? laughs> um, yeah, I mean, listen, if you lose your quarterback and if they lose to Boston College, that is not a good look because I, I have a feeling that we might just they might just come out in the power eye and just let Etienne just carry the ball 39 yeah, times. He's still way too good. Um, yes, he is extremely good. How does Dabo get these guys to come back to school? Bag dropper extraordinaire. Dabo, and then boys. Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly. Anyhow. All right. I just, like, don't get it. Remember when their entire defensive line came back that one time? They were all, like, first-round picks, and they were all still first-round picks, and then half of them got popped for roids, too, right before the bowl game? Yeah. <laughs> Man. We're just – we're airing a lot of laundry tonight. Listen, well, it's true. Guys, I mean, that's what happened. Yeah, it's all verifiable. Who got drafted by the Dolphins, like, poked that dude in the booty hole in the bottom of the pile. Remember that? That was wild. That was some wild behavior, too. That was some wild There's a lot of questionable. Wild buzz. <laughs> <laughs> a Anyhow, all right. Uh, let's get to some games here before we get too far off the rails. We get too loud. Um, something. Yet again, for yet another week, and I don't know if maybe that's because there are some teams that are traditionally maybe ranked that are not having great years. or I don't know what's going on other than, you know, the giant global pandemic that turned the entire season upside down and we're all – Who knows? But here we are yet again. Not another – not a very good week of games, you could say. There's only one ranked-on-ranked matchup. That is Ohio State at Penn State. Um, and, I mean, Penn State is fresh off taking an L to Indiana. Um it is worth uh, many times we've had our worst looking weeks be our yes. most hilarious. This could be a quintessential college football weekend for sure. Some wild um, opportunities abound and some good games, I think, are on the board. They're just, they don't have the, the luster of having the little number next to the team. Like LSU Auburn, like that is just a good game in every other year, except evidently for 2020. Um, but uh, I think it'll still be squeaky. It, you better bet your butt we're still picking it. So <laughs> let's go first to Texas at Oklahoma State. Um, no picks here. I thought this one was interesting. A little Big 12 matchup. Oklahoma State is the last great hope for the Big 12. Uh, this has the makings of a game that they might lose. Uh, home game, early, Texas, you know, talented Texas team that uh, maybe plays up to their potential once in like every two years or so. This could be the one time it happens. Um, 
I don't know. I don't know. That's all. I just wanted to point that out. You guys got any thoughts here? No, I think you summed it up. This feels like a this feels like a weird Texas game. Feels trappy, a little trappy. Yeah. And it's, it's, not, it's if you're really in the day though, it's four p.m. kick. Oh my bad. I thought I just I just put it on there like a, like an idiot. If it was noon, I'd be um, terrified. All right. Oklahoma State fan. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Brunch kickoff in uh, Stillwater. Oof. Would be weird. Uh, Michigan is at Michigan State. Uh, Michigan State has not looked good of late. Michigan looked really good last week. I am kind of just looking to see in this game if Michigan can continue to look. At, I mean, they looked really good last week. I was yeah. really impressed with them. And uh, I, I don't want to fall on too much over Michigan football, but uh, they had they had the look of, of a good team. Their defense looked awesome. We've also seen that this exact thing happened before in which their defense looks awesome. And then they get exposed against a really athletic team, say uh, Ohio state or, or Florida or, or a team like that in a bowl game. But regardless um, let's go uh, let's, let's watch that one and, and see what happens. And I don't know. Harbaugh has had problems with Michigan state too. Remember that it was that infamous press conference moment before last, last season where the guy just took a blowtorch to his resume. Yeah, well, I I thought it was interesting during the Minnesota game. One of the commentators, uh, basically like talked about what we've talked about for the last couple of years with Michigan's defense, and like the thing that bites them in the butt is athletic receivers running those mesh routes and crossing patterns and just creating separation. And he was like, Minnesota's not doing any of that, so they're playing right into Michigan's hands. Um, I think. Michigan State is definitely aware of that, but I don't know if they have the athletes on the outside or the the schematics to necessarily pull that off. So I'll still yeah. pay attention. Yeah, Michigan just looked – they looked super aggressive on defense last week and mm-hmm. really seemed to throw off Minnesota. And I got to think – I don't really think Michigan State brings a whole lot to the table as far, you know, as, far as exotic, you know, offense that puts a lot of pressure on your defense on the edges so this michigan should take care of business here um is kind of i think what i'm centering on but uh yeah yeah who knows if they get if michigan state gets absolutely blasted and they're zero and two with a loss to did they lose to rutgers last week they did yeah uh i mean he's got to be on old, old mr coach guy i guess we'll we'll see what 2020 has in store for coach firings, but um, doesn't really put him in a, a favorable light. They've been declining the past three or so years uh, yeah. ever since, ever, again, ever since their, uh, their playoff. Yeah. Well, and he's, he's made. got a pile of off the field stuff too. That is kind of correct. Yeah. In his wake. He's also got a bad, like just a, a bad face to be the, the head of your, the, to be the face of your program. You don't want a guy that looks that like just pissed off all the time. Uh, I mean, Saban, Saban at least like can, can kind of mellow it out. He's but, so charming. Know, this guy. I think he and like, he and Kirk Ferentz both have too much of a leathery football face <laughs> for one conference. Like one of them's got to go. There's only room for one is what I'm getting at. Yeah. I think maybe both of those guys got to go. Something tells me there's some some, some programmatic issues it's, there. It's gonna cost, Maybe it's time for. I think it's uh, going to cost a lot more to get Ferentz out of there than it will, uh, old Mister Michigan State. But 
Ferris is just gonna be like coaching tight ends for like the Cardinals in two years. Just yeah. like whatever happened to Kirk Ferris, highest paid coach in college football for twenty straight years. This suggested uh, resignation oh, yeah. email. I'm punting it to my trash folder. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Punting is winning. All right. Uh, it's been a few weeks since uh, I rambled about the Gators, but uh, Missouri comes to town. Homecoming matchup against Florida this weekend. Florida's been practicing since Monday, uh, so I'm sure things are going well there in Gainesville. Florida did unveil some pretty snazzy throwbacks for this game. Got to hand it to them. Oh, so Florida has been doing the throwback thing pretty well the past couple years. Um, blue helmets with the uh, the circle logo with the, the white circle and the orange F. Looks, I think they look really good. Tremendous. I don't know if you're not like a fan. If you think they look good, the uh, I know it's going to shock you, but the Saturdays Down South Facebook page um, seemed to have a lot of dissenting opinions that did not think they looked good. Um, but <laughs> who who could have seen that coming? Yeah. Uh, I think Florida, when I looked, was like a twelve and a half point favorite, wow. which is oh, kind of scary. Seems like a big line. Um, I think the last game Missouri, well, Missouri might have played last week. They beat. Kentucky 20 to 10 or something like that. But uh, they scored a zillion points on LSU. Currently, ESPN, ago, so. yeah, 12 and a half. Wow. The magic yeah, and I saw, I think Bill C, Bill C had the game at Florida favored by like 19. So, anyhow, I don't have any trust in Florida's defense. I am very, I, I am very intrigued to see which version of Florida's defense comes out. I would just like to see maybe. Even if they don't, even if they give up some points, I'd like to see maybe just a little more, uh, a little more pizzazz on defense, a little more passion, uh, maybe some some DBs other than heat-seeking missile target mach- targeting machine. Um, I forget what his name is. Uh, six. Sean Davis uh, coming up. Yeah, number six <laughs> with the dreads. Uh, if, other than him, if uh, maybe somebody wanted to make a tackle, who's gonna make a tackle? Uh, <laughs> to quote our favorite maybe basketball coach. Um, but yeah, I think Florida's offense should be able to score plenty of points in this game. Uh, Pitts, uh, the Kyle to Kyle connection should be strong. And uh, Florida has Georgia next week. So they need to tune it up quickly and hopefully take care of business here so that they can turn the page. Um, but hopefully this is not a look, let down, look ahead type situation and Florida loses Missouri, but Hey, been there before too. So what say you? I got nothing. Yeah, you, you summed it up. Yeah, let's do it. Those throwbacks. I mean, I guess they're throwbacks, but those uniforms are very, very good. And the the release yes. video was also extremely well done. Yep. Copyright infringement. Yes, they did. It's almost like they had a. <laughs> it's almost like they had a whole lot of time in the last two weeks <laughs> to put together a video. To do really nice work. And an elite and an elite video staff. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe they were they were supposed to be on a bike. Anyway, I was going to say, Jason, I was hoping for some hot takes for you. You seem to have the, uh, your finger on the pulse of the video staff. We're uh, a hot, you know, hot board. Yeah, that's definitely what I'm known for. Yeah. yeah how, how many degrees of guys, LinkedIn separation are you from the Gators video crew? Probably, probably not many. <laughs> probably not many. Probably not. It's probably a second. You guys dapped up. Uh, yeah. You guys had a couple Diet Coke and rums uh, at a uh, at, at the a Gay Lord. event in Orlando. There's a decent chance. Is it at the World Marriott? The World Marriott welcomes all. <laughs> right. Uh, and last up, Jordan, let you go here. North Carolina is at Virginia. Sam Howell and them boys 
coming to town to take on the Who's, um, the vaunted Who's secondary uh, would appear to be maybe in some trouble here. Um, Potentially. But <laughs> this is the oldest rivalry in the South. Crazy things happen, okay? It is. And you know what? I forgot to say this several weeks ago when this game was actually played, but yeah. Georgia-Auburn is yeah. the other game. And kudos to the mothership, to ESPN. They marketed that game as the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Yes, right? yes, oldest rivalry in the Deep South. So they made the distinction. <laughs> yep. Hey, words words are critical, We're and how brother. you use them is important. Um, yeah, I, I don't have a ton of faith in what's going to happen this week for the Who's. I don't know the status of the two starting safeties that were out last week. Uh, Lavelle Davis, 6'7", wide receiver, was also out last week against Miami. Don't know whether or not he'll be back. Uh, would be great to have any of those three guys back, really. Um, UNC can also, yes. also really run the ball really well. Um, UVA can defend against the run, but they defend against it better when they know it's coming. Uh, but UNC is balanced enough and poses a threat on both run and pass sides of the coin to where I yeah. think there are going to be some chunk plays that the Who's give up, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't we'll see. We're being a little negative here. I don't think North Carolina's defense is that great either. Yeah, they're, but they're certainly I just susceptible think that to hiccups. Yeah, and I mean a pretty one-dimensional Florida State team put up a bunch of yards and points on them in a in a single half of football. But then that same defense turned around and allowed zero points in the second half. So, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I, I feel bad for UVA because the record is probably not indicative of where the team is as far as progress overall. But at the same time, like you know, these are last year they they won some of these close games. This year they're kind of farting around and just finding ways to lose and uh i don't know it's, it's disappointing you know yeah other but, than hey, maybe that win. miami game there's really no games on the schedule where i've been like they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory there like does virginia have to play liberty this year no they're they're one non-conference is abilene christian virginia tech has them oh good next week i think oh maybe this week virginia tech's gonna Gonna get the flames. They get they they're gonna get flamed by the flames. <laughs> Hugh, Hugh Freeze is not gonna be on his best behavior because uh Godfrey the thinks the Virginia Tech job. The Hokie Club's gonna they, be they watching. Club is gonna be watching, but Godfrey thinks that Virginia Tech job might come open. Which would be interesting given the current state oh. of affairs in college football. Baby Jesus, would it be? Uh Shane Beamer? Shane Beamer? He says no. Shane okay, let's get into some let's get into some picks here because uh, we still got some bachelorette coverage to catch you up on. Um, so Jordan, I'm going to hand the sticks over to you. I've talked enough. Go ahead. All right, folks, let's do this thing. Y'all know what it is: five games against the spread. We do this. Not always well, but we do this. Uh, we've That's got. Right. Two nooners, a 2 p.m., a 3.30, and a 7.30. We're going to start in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, where Big Blue Nation hosts the Dogs. 
Uh, <laughs> Jason, you sweet boy, you get to lead off with the dogs <laughs> favored by 17 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt. Um, it's great. Great news. Uh, Pat. <laughs> This is such a stinky line. I don't know. Uh, really? It's it really always, is. Because it's always a freaking nooner that I had to pick first, and it's all I can't do this. Um, I can't. I can't. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take the. I'm gonna take Georgia, even giving the points. Um, they're coming off a bye. They got Molly whopped by Alabama their last time out two weeks ago. Um, Kentucky lost to Missouri last week. It's not great. I know they crushed Tennessee, but still. Yeah, um, it's Tennessee. Yeah, it's Tennessee. Everyone needs against uh, I think there's too much talent on Georgia's side of the ball, especially on defense. I don't think that Kentucky's going to move the ball very well, if at all. Uh, uh, so I don't think this is going to be pretty. I think, because I think it might take Georgia like a quarter and a half to wake up, but I think they'll pull away. Yeah, I'm, I'm really torn on this because. I can make the argument that with the cocktail party Did you see that? coming up, uh, yeah, is cocktail party next week or the week after? I think so. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no buy. It is yes. One. Oh, it is, it's that's when. Yeah, it's when we're down there. It's the seventh. Oh, love. Oh, All bless right. the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> bless the Lord of my soul. Um, yeah, so I can make the argument that like with the cocktail party coming up, they're going to be. Like we kind of talked about with Florida, want to really tune things up, make sure all cylinders are firing super well. Um, are you making that argument, Jordan? Well, I haven't decided yet because I could <laughs> also been, see them just like jumping out to a 20 point lead and really throttling down, not wanting to put too much on tape, sure. really wanting to save some shenanigans again for the cocktail party. So, with that said, I'm going to go ahead and take Georgia. <laughs> Super convinced. you guys happen to take the dogs? Did you guys happen to see the uh, Bill C projection for this game? No. Georgia is favored by 17.3. <laughs> right on the right on the line too. Um Bill C's a jerk. I would love I think that Georgia is most definitely 17 points better than Kentucky. I think Kentucky is very one-dimensional on offense now, as evidenced by their last time out playing Missouri and only scoring 10 points. Um, they kind of have entered that zone again. Kentucky's had like a weirdly unsettled quarterback situation for a few years. and They've actually been pretty good with basically piecing it together with like Lynn Bowden playing quarterback for half the year last year. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, I think Terry Wilson is their quarterback sort of now and, He's like not a threat to really throw the ball very much and hasn't been one, which is curious. Um, I kind of like their offensive coordinator, though. He does – I mean, you got to. If you piece it together with basically no QB uh, in today's day and age, usually that's more of a Gus Malzahn situation. It's but inspiring. Um, I, yeah. I, uh, their defense is good, and like I don't really think Stetson Bennett is just going to light it up. But I just feel like Georgia wins this game like 41 to nothing, and it's like a very – like quiet 41 to nothing drubbing. Yeah. I'll take Georgia reluctantly. I, I really wanted to take Kentucky. 17 is a big number, but um, it's really big. There is a path for Kentucky to cover here for sure. But I think you're right, Jason. Ultimately, I, Georgia kind of wears them down, probably holds onto the ball a lot, scores, um, and, uh, 
and just keeps it keeps it rolling. All right. Uh, oh, our, our next game, still in the noon slot here. We are back to picking a Cincinnati Bearcat matchup. We've got Memphis going to Cincinnati to take on the fighting Luke Vickles. Uh, Cincy coming off of a rather convincing win against directional denominational Texas school last week. Uh, we've got <laughs> Cincinnati favored by six and a half. And I'm going to go Cincinnati again. Keep riding that gravy train. I don't have a lot of X's and O's analysis to offer other than I believe in Luke Fickle and the program he has built. Yeah. Home game for Cincinnati. I'll take the Bearcats here. Um, Memphis is good. Cincinnati, I think, is legitimately, like, I, I think they're adequately ranked uh, where they are right now. Their defense is tremendous, and their quarterback's just, like, really dynamic. I mean, he's not a great uh, passer necessarily, but um, they find ways to manufacture big plays with him in sort of the scramble game. So I'll go Cincinnati. I like what I've seen from them. Fully prepared to eat my words on this one. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is a good sign to go two unanimous picks in a row. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think this is the Memphis of the last few years. Um, I think they just – they I don't think they can really slow anybody down, um, like, at all. They had trouble with SMU when those two played. Yeah, well, I mean, SMU ran up 30 on them. UCF ran up 49 on them. Temple ran up 29 on them, like – People gain a lot of yards against Memphis and not like nationally elite teams. And so I, I think Cincinnati, I, I agree with Logan. I think Cincinnati is like a genuine top 10, top 12 team. And um, yeah, if it, only a touchdown at home, I'll, I'll take that. All right. Two consensus is already on the board. Who Let's wants to three. make it three for three? Uh, we've got, some more non P five action. Love, love the diversity here in this board, Logan. Um, we've got UCF at Houston, two PM kickoff, which I guess one PM local time. Uh, Correct. I don't know. Texas Probably. has a lot of time zones. Um, uh, UCF is a road favorite. They are giving three points to the Cougs. Logan gets to start. Three? Minus three, UCF. Hmm. At Houston. I'll go, I'll, yeah. yeah, give me UCF. I'll go keyed up UCF. They've been they're bruised and battered. They're going to pick themselves up off the canvas here. Um, tempo, tempo, tempo. This should be a fun game if you can get a chance to watch. I personally, all UCF slander aside, find them an absolute delight to watch. Um, they're a lot of fun, up tempo, and um, yeah, I, Houston, Houston's good, and I think that like they're uh, uh, they're a year behind where UCF probably is um, on the uh, on the up up and coming scale. Uh, UCF probably better than their record to this point. Um, but, hey, you lose some close games sometimes. It happens. Give me UCF to bounce back. The the over-under on this before Jason picks is 82 and a half. <laughs> yes. 
I so want to bet that over. Just root for eighty-two and a half. That is wild. Yeah, Juntos. So much points. Um, I'm actually going to take Houston here. Um, it pains me. Like UCF, this game is going to be just four hours of offensive porn. Um, but I, I think that Houston's a little better on defense. Um, their only loss so far is against BYU, who I think we've talked about is is genuinely a really good team. Sure. Um, and yeah, I mean they they put up points, and so I'm not sure UCF has the defense. Uh, they haven't looked they haven't looked like the UCF that we're used to watching. Um, they they dropped the home game at Tulsa. They lost an absolute uh, track meet at Memphis. Didn't look amazing against Tulane last week. Um, so I think Houston at home getting some points. I think I think Houston's going to be okay. I'm going to take the Cougs. Yeah, see, I'm going to go against my gut reaction here. I saw the line and I immediately thought, "Oh, Dana's going to Dana's going to smoke UCF." But that's when I realized it's a trap, so I'm going to take UCF. Um <laughs> I still think because they invented, you know, spaceships and space just in general uh that they deserve my respect for sure so that's what i'm gonna give them oh my god one of the angriest tweets of all time love it really really love that energy from our guy <laughs> all right uh back to our comfortable 330 sec slot on a saturday we've got lsu at auburn uh, another road favorite by three points. LSU coming into the Tiger Bowl, uh, favored by three, and Jason gets the start. Ugh. LSU by three. What is the basis of that line? I'm like, I'm. My first instinct was like, I'm questioning it so much because I'm like, maybe I'm missing something. But I'm saying, man, it's so weird. I don't, I don't get it. Um, I'm not, a, dude. You want to? Hey, before you pick, do you want to know Bill C's uh, prediction here? Auburn by two. Oh, but yes. LSU by zero point six. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna it's take awesome. Auburn at home and feel dirty doing it. Uh, um, God, this game is gonna be so gloriously sloppy. I can't wait. Um. I'm very excited about this. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take Auburn and the points. I have no – I'm not going to try to justify that. I'm just going to take it and move on. Yeah, I'm I'm also going to go Auburn as well. I hate myself for doing this. Yeah. I, uh, Bo Nix, what are you doing Bo Nix, I'm putting you on notice, brother. This is your last chance. <laughs> this is the last straw. <laughs> Shame me Talented, four times. Uh, don't don't shame me again. Can't get fooled. I will say like LSU seems to have figured some stuff out offensively. I think Ensminger's been doing a better job working with what he has. Uh that uh the quarterback we played last week looked good too. He looks like Jamarcus Russell. Hate to hate to bring up old but I mean, geez, he was spinning in. He's a big dude. Yeah. So, and I think that fellow will be suiting up 
as the starting QB again because Miles Brennan apparently um, still has not practiced. Um, so I think that might yeah. be better. Yeah. LSU's defense just like has not inspired confidence at yeah. all, and I think Auburn's crazy enough to be the ones. I still think there's the right amount of crazy in there to make it work against LSU's defense. So I'll go Auburn. I just I, I feel like this has Bo Nix throws two pick sixes to Derek Stingley written all over it and just insurmountable hole for Auburn. I'm gonna take LSU uh, because I can't have us all rely on an Auburn performance against a decent <laughs> team. That's 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 wild. We can't do that. That's a good reason to pick a game. I've often said this, um, but yeah, I'll take LSU. All right. And if I had a logical argument against you, I'd make it, but I don't have one. Yeah. You can you can throw logic and the records out of the window for oh, this out one. The window with and girls. 2020 LSU meets 2020 West Auburn. An unranked SEC West matchup of LSU and Auburn. I mean, what is going on? This is crazy. Is this the 3:30 CBS game? Did you say that? Yes. Yeah. Should be. Uh, it's at three thirty. It I is. Imagine CBS has it. We should make. I mean, out of respect for this game being a non-ranked, non-ranked, they should like lower the CBS and in- intro music by like a half octave, so it sounds flat as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Just like funny. some garage band BS. <laughs> Like the, MIDI, a MIDI file. You know, MIDI file famous version. guy that plays the Jurassic Park theme song on the kazoo. We should just do that. Yeah, do that. Yes. yes. Be good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, right. but go Tigers. Yeah, let's move on. Either way. Yeah, go Tigers. Uh, for our last pick of this Saturday slate, we've got the whiteout that will not be uh, Ohio State at Penn State, 7.30 p.m., Get your popcorn ready. The Buckeyes are favored by 12 on the road going into Happy Valley. I am so on Ohio State right now. Oh, I think we can move through this real fast. Yeah. I would I, I would take Ohio, Ohio State. State as high as 19. Yeah. You could, you could talk me into the better part of three touchdowns for sure. Yeah. I like that as well. Give me the Buckeyes. I think they are going to rain terror on Penn State. I mean, I, I think the like I would guess the line is set up to like. I mean, I know it's set up to lure action and, and like try to like get people to like. Oh, it's the uh, Penn State will rally behind the like, last week's loss at home and yeah, no, that's. It's like they're not. They don't have that home energy to rally around. No. Is, no. And didn't they lose their best? Didn't State lose their best running back like first play of the game last week? Might he have. got hurt. Possible. Not great. Could be what making they did up. lose <laughs> is the game to Indiana. Oh. Forget that. Panics used all six foot four of his six foot four and his arms stretched <laughs> that ball out there. Got that pylon touchdown. Okay, okay. Well, so that concludes uh, picks. You know, Another exciting, uh, another exciting chapter of this. Well, looking forward to us all going some version of three and two or two and three. Um, but the picks will be up on the website. So uh, this concludes the college football portion of the podcast. Let me call a quick to and go uh, go fetch um, the professional, and uh, we'll get into a little, a little bachelorette 
situational chatter. <laughs> and we're back. Uh, I'm for Bachelorette chatter with the wheel route. This is a sports and uh, lifestyle podcast. And part of our lifestyle is watching awful, um, you know, Disney themed, Disney sponsored reality TV. Uh, and uh, the Bachelor franchise is really where we make our money. So, Emily, welcome. Thank you. Do you have anything to say? All I really have to say is, what did we witness this week? <laughs> I'm left real. Yeah, I kind of thought it was sort of boring, and then and there was just like some some weird moments. So where should we start? Well, should we start with Yosef's meltdown? We really should. So to summarize this episode, we, we could kind of summarize it into like three to four key events. I know that sounds a little overwhelming. Stick with us. We'll make it pretty straightforward. You tell me three things happened over the course of two hours and it wasn't boring? <laughs> wow. Condescending. <laughs> you know what? Back How about the- you leave the room, go lay down for a minute, come back with a new improved attitude. Yeah, you're right. Wake up on then the other side of the bed. Right. Turn the lights off. Then we can talk. See the inside of my eyelids. Exactly. Turn the lights back on. So we're going to start with Yosef, the man that should have been sent home two weeks ago. Tyler C's redeeming moment in Bachelorette history. Tyler C 2.0. 2.0. Not the yes. improved version, just the no, 2.0 just version. No, just the second Junior version. Junior you know? Anyways, we see in last week's episode that Yosef is going on and on about how he's disapproving of Claire's decision to have stripped dodgeball, yada, yada, yada. We get it. He, like places it upon himself to be the responsible one to go to Claire and have a conversation Well, he's, like, it. teasing all the other dudes. He's like, I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to talk to her. And the other guy's like, yeah, bro. Say, say what you got to say. Walk dog. into that fire, get, get man. Right go there, ahead. Like, Less and, competition for us. Dude, also, Claire has demonstrated nothing other than a complete willingness to just axe dudes so far through two episodes. So It's the uh, most redeeming quality that she possesses. Really, it really is. I would agree. But, uh, anyhow, so. really good at breaking up with dudes. Yeah. So Yosef marches over. Hey, can I speak to you for a couple minutes? Oh, and he leads with the line that you just know that this is going to be a conversation. Anytime someone says, I have something to say and I need you to not interrupt me until I'm completely oh, done. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Forgot Walk he, away. Yeah. That's the worst line you could possibly <laughs> deliver to someone. Oh, my God. That's basically like someone who's already telling you, um, I'm sorry that you feel that way, but like, you know. Sorry if you're offended. So he launches. (laughs) Exactly. So essentially, like, Yosef brings up some good points, right? Sure. It's valid that he's feeling what he's feeling. A little, like, annoyed about the date, group date he wasn't even on. He wasn't even asked to strip naked. But, you know, he took offense to it. Claire does point out that he was not on that date, too. Which is an astute observation by her. Like, well, yeah, you, you also weren't invited on that one because going to be into that mr all you talk about is your daughter and uh being a good example for her even though you send your pictures of your wang to people on the internet uh, yep allegedly hypocrite unbelievable yep anyway uh he also brings up cons- some concerns about claire overreacting on the group date he was on um about none of the guys jumping up immediately to ask to spend time with her Again, some valid points. <laughs> was the strip dodgeball degrading? Yes. <laughs> was Claire overreacting? Most definitely. 
But then he just, you know, really digs his heels in. Well, it becomes clear that he only has one point to make. And he just reiterates it, like, four different ways in, like, increasing levels of aggressiveness. And, and intensity. And intensity. Yes. And that's where real things really kind of got away from him. Yep. He, he just decided, you know what? If I'm going to go out, I'm going to go out like a ball of fire, man. Like, yes. I am going to make a name for myself. And he goes in on, like, calling Claire classless and distasteful. And she would be no role model for his daughter. And he just expected so much more out of the oldest bachelorette. <laughs> right. And then, get from oh, Claire. I to say also. Just the most enamoring performance on The Bachelorette in which she says, I didn't think I'd ever have to mutter these words again, but I would never want you to be the father of my children, which is what she said to Juan Pablo. She's just been building up to this moment to be able to relive her Real glory big days. On I mean, clear is. Wow, I mean, yeah. burning of the dress last week, just requoting herself this week. <laughs> requoting herself. <laughs> Hashtag. Um, yeah, it was pretty painful to watch. Just not a good look for either Yosef or Claire. I yeah, would say. I think Yosef also realized maybe that he was definitely not going to be surviving the conversation at some point. So he just really decided to double down and become like full heel situation. But uh, he was has to be one of the least likable dudes uh, that I can remember on this show mm -hmm. in recent past. Like, we've had some stinkers, but, like, outside of Luke P, who at least, like, you kind of had to realize that he was a, a crazy wild boy, like, over the course of episodes. Like, Yosef was bad from the get-go and uh, didn't really, like, I don't know, really bring a lot to the table. I guess, I suppose he's, like, decent-looking guy, but, like, you know, wasn't hot enough to overcome his obvious shortcomings. Neither was Brandon, um, being, unfortunately. Yeah. That being coming in the first night with moon pies is the way you want to introduce yourself. That that should have been a red flag. So yeah, I mean that's that's fine. I feel like that's playing the result a little bit. I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, now ladies, look out for a guy who wants to feed you moon pies. Just walk the other way. <laughs> right. Um, the worst probably line he gave her was like, "I'm ashamed to be associated with you." Yeah, that seems a little. That cuts deep. You also don't really know her. So, we'll address it. We'll address it. Yes. Once again, there were some valid points in what our man had to say. Does Yosef get invited to paradise? Oh yeah. Mm. Probably to stir the pot, I would think. Yeah, I mean, but like paradise is is the most nakedly like sex-driven version of this show. Like I I can't. And it's if, the best place to invite if back to If he's gonna villains. be if he's gonna be about it, like he's gonna have to avoid the boom boom room. It's gonna be tough for him uh to really uh, stick by his principles. Um give so yeah give him a what chance you're saying is he's a great role model. He's, he's he's definitely getting invited. Yes. Look, if they invited here's... freaking clay, that limp dish rag of a dude to come, they're definitely invited. Here's what Yosef will do on Paradise. He'll thing. just like oh. turn things. So he'd be like, but I I made the choice about like boom boom rooming. Boom boom rooming. Whereas like on Claire's season, I wouldn't have had a choice to get naked and strip dodgeball. Yeah. So it's not degrading if he's consenting. 
But in Yosef's world, more like if he's the one pushing the sexual agenda. Then I just want to see Yosef like on the scramble when he doesn't have like a definite like mm-hmm. showdy that's going to give him a rose. Like see him like out out in the mix, like trying to be like, hey, hey, girl, how you doing? I just I feel like this game would fall flat. All right, let's keep it moving. So then, of course, Claire is, Claire is very emotional. All the guys are kind of heated, like, what's going on? Hey, we need to beat up. Oh, my God, don't do it. But then... I can just imagine the producers um, bringing Dale, we need Dale, let's Dale. And Dale comes <laughs> in out of nowhere to comfort Claire. And oh my God, I don't think I've ever done so much gagging during a Bachelorette scene in history. Until the next Claire and Dale scene, oh, yeah. in which they were falling over each other. Calling each other. You're so perfect. No, you're perfect. Oh, my oh, God. You're perfect. Oh, touch my butt. This is yeah. so hard. Oh. You're so hard. <laughs> <laughs> we know what's happening. Owner City USA, Dale's pants. Anyway, Dale gives her very much like a kind of like, oh, I'm a like uh, personal life coach kind of speech. I'm so proud of you for sticking up for yourself. And you know what? Just keep your sights on the horizon. Keep moving forward. Very motivational. Nothing actually that inspiring. And I mean, to be fair, what else are you going to say? You could just shut up and like hold her and listen. That's great TV. Yeah, I know. Whatever. Anyway, Dale still didn't inspire enough courage in her to, you know, help her bounce back. She still canceled the rest of the cocktail party. And we went straight to axing dudes, which is, you know, what we're really here for. Give me your tears. A pretty tense... Pretty tense dude axing moment. Tough for Team Logan. Team Logan had a had a tough night on the chopping block. Did you? Pretty unmentionable dude. There was a lot of I did numbers wise, but I also had I had what guys to lose. I think I lost three out of my nine. I had eight. guys to lose. Wow. Well, must be nice. It is nice. Mm-hmm. I, I run an up tempo offense. I've often said this. <laughs> Moving along. All right. So. After canceling the rest of the cocktail party, the next day, we are supposed to have a group date. Uh, we have a pretty just sad read-in from our boy Ed reading the date card. Maybe oh, yeah. the most like, <laughs> monotone of reads, just reading off names. Like, wow. He looked like he was about to cry. Yeah. And he was not even on the date, I think, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. Yeah. He like, got to his name. So- <laughs> it was great. Ed, um, I think Ed is growing on me a little bit, though. Like he's, he's a real Miami dude. <laughs> yes, I find him very unique. He's got big biogenesis energy. Definitely has like a you know a, a tanning uh, empire. Like uh, some you know he's running he's running tanning beds all around. Oh, um, show. Yeah, yeah. There's something about that like uniquely Miami character that's very interesting to me. He was definitely getting some illegal like. Haircuts during COVID. Um, for sure. Yeah. Also has but a hey, hookup for exotic us, animals somewhere. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. You want parakeets? You want lorikeets? I was just going to say it was exotic birds. <laughs> We're so in sync. Oh, God. My rhythm. Wow. Uh, so while the, while the guys are getting ready for the so-called date, uh, Claire <laughs> is journaling. And by journaling, I mean just writing over and over again. Dale and Claire. Dale loves Claire. Claire Moss. Claire Moss. Dale and Claire Moss. And she gets a visit from a former bachelorette who I was pretty unaware of. Deanna, I think was her name. Deanna. 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 However you want to say it. It looks like Deanna. I I feel like they went 
Deanna. I think she was like season four of The Bachelorette or something. Unforgettable. It's getting a little long in the tooth. Um, so they spend some time together, uh, which re- starts revolving around smelling a pair of Dale's sweatpants. So once yeah. again, pretty Oof. creeped out by Claire's fascination. Uh, she just spends with all of her time talking about Dale. It's super annoying. It's not like. It's not with the spirit of this show, and I, I don't want to be out here standing for like the spirit of the of the Bachelor franchise. But you know, we watch this show because we have games to win, all right. And like we are spending so much time with players that are not even involved in the game, it's killing me, mm-hmm. and it's annoying. So it sounds like it's going to change soon, but anyhow, whatever. Yeah, I also can't imagine that a man's <laughs> pair of sweatpants would smell that great. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead, Jason. Logan was just so good. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to step in. That was, that's the funniest thing you've gone on a rant about. <laughs> just show people from the game. He's not lying. Like, oh, man. they're ruining our steez over here. It's so funny. We watch this game for a specific set of reasons. Sorry. The right reasons. We're watching the show for the right reasons. It's become very clear that I'm the only one. Show. It's become very clear that I'm the only one laughing at this. You should continue. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> continue, Emily. Um. So yes. Then after smelling the sweatpants and obsessing <laughs> over them, uh, Claire goes in to break the hard news to the group of guys that she's decided to cancel the day portion of the date. And goes straight to a cocktail party because that way she can have more quality time. Which makes zero sense. You're literally canceling like half, maybe even three quarters of the date because you want more quality time. I'm calling BS. Flag on the play. Yeah, I wonder what the date would have been. If it was like a stupid, like, performative thing. I'm glad we didn't have to sit through that because that would have, you know, really, really killed my buzz. Took away scoring opportunities, though. Early... Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes. Well, you know, everybody got points for being on the group date. But there also took more. away opportunities for these You're right. Took away opportunities for these men to like get out and have some, you know some man on man just, you know, dump a dude into the ground during the rugby game. Verbally altercate with each other. You're Which right. really seems to be how Jordan's thriving this season. Lots of <laughs> verbal altercations. I'm a bottom feeder this season. I give points where I can get points. <laughs> Some heat. Bringing some heat. So we go to this cocktail party in which Dale launches into one of his motivational speeches about he feels like he just needs to resolve some things with Claire after the whole Yosef thing. He just needs five minutes. He brings everyone in for a really uncomfortable group hug before taking Claire for said five minutes. And uh, wow, it just really goes downhill from there. Yeah. They went to her room and just basically made out for like. Oh. Some people were saying an hour. Other people were saying forty minutes. Forty-five minutes. minutes. You know. Who's to say? Who's to say? You know. Either way, enough time for you to have a pretty good sense of what was going on in the room. Also, we have talked about Claire's baby voice on this podcast. You have, especially. This was very painful to watch. This was like, ugh. I mean, she's like. This is my room. Here's my dining room. <laughs> oh, how have we made it to my bed? Oopsies, I don't even know. Like, so uncomfortable. And then they're like, 
She's like, oh my god, am I the big spoon right now? They were just sitting next to each other on the bed. There was no spooning. No spooning. At all. Um, then there was making out, and then there was a really uncomfortable exchange. Out. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was awful. It was the worst. It I was hated it. so it. awful to watch. But yet again, no one's scoring any points this whole time. I will say it gave us what I would refer to as the play of the evening, which was multiple times that Dale tried to hide his on national TV. Wonderful. Got to do it. Got to I mean, do you're it. out here in fitted pants. For so many different ways of trying to do it, too. It's great. Yeah. Just pulling the shirt down, trying to keep his back to the camera, holding a pillow. I mean, Dale. Could you make it more obvious, son? Belt tucking, classic belt tuck situation. Way um, to make it more uncomfortable. Anyhow, yeah, so easy breaks things up. Yes. Yeah. Easy knocks on the door and uh Claire gathers herself enough, I guess. Sex hair and all. To answer the door and let him in. Dale still has not left. And then when he attempts to leave, Claire's like, wait. Where, where are you going? And it was so bad. Dude, she's she is the awful. Worst. Like, for someone who's a veteran of this, like, really terrible at, like, kind of just letting things happen the way they should be happening. Yet again, my guy Easy should be out here scoring points in droves. He's he's an Allen Iverson type. He's a he's a shooter. He, he dominates the ball. A lot of great facial expressions. And we just can't with this Dale guy around. It's awful. Mm-hmm. So, um... Yeah. You know, Dale, he's a real Bruce, he's a real Bruce Bowen type, a real stopper on the wing. Not a play to not a play to play dirty. Yeah, but he also like he'll admit to Claire, like he's doing this whole like bashful bit of yeah. like, oh, I'm gonna get in so much trouble with the other boys. Like he is leaning into the I'm the younger man in the relationship narrative and like playing this whole like bashful school like schoolboy bit with his cougar and she's like, Oh, I'm gonna get in trouble with the boys when I go back. You better, you better, oh. spank, you better spank me before I get back. There. <laughs> <laughs> he like goes back to the group and he's just like giggly and like yeah. not actually answering any of their questions. It's so awful to pull. Which also like I mean shout out to him like just I mean whatever. Mess with some people. Who cares? You don't you don't know them. But like it doesn't even seem like he's trying to mess with them. It seems like he's just kinda like idiot. Yeah, yeah. Pretty dumb. Not a lot well, going on up each other. All right. All right, let's keep it moving here. I'm anyway, like... I mean, pretty much the rest of the group dates <clears throat> all about Dale and Claire because he accidentally stumbles into her arms again at some point and steals her away. It becomes a whole big thing. I was looking for the bathroom. Whatever, Yeah, he Dale. did try to claim he was looking for the bathroom and ended up in, in Claire's room again. So it becomes the Dale and Claire show. And uh, the next day we have a one-on-one date with Zach. With number one overall pick, Zach. Zach J. Yeah, Logan's number. Really went down. A real Anthony Bennett story. Wow. There is such a thing as redemption, Jordan. Love it. What do you mean? Well, you know, you were all big talk about how because on Hannah Brown season, you had Tyler C. That oh wow, you know, just come call. Oh, I didn't only have Tyler C. I also had the guy who won. Yes, we know yeah. Jed, who was the last round pick. But anyway, it's it's nice to finally have some redemption. In oh, it's show. interesting. I'm just checking the scoreboard, <laughs> and it would appear that I actually am up by 35 on Yo, <laughs> and I'm up by freaking 75 on Jordan's. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Come and get it. Okay. Come and get it. All right. Also, low score wins. I will stand by this. 
Zach J is Zach J is he the man in question? Yes. He has the look. Did you see the dude? He's chiseled from granite. Great smile. Tremendous he, haircut. He and Kenny you look too that similar. Gonna be a, total uh, a little bit. Yes. They're both on my team, by the way. I, I yeah, which thankfully, because that makes it a little easier Zach to score. <laughs> Zach J. You also had that other, was it another Tyler? Tyler S. Who also kind of looks like Kenny and Zach J. He got sent home. He was one of the axed mm. dudes. Okay, fair enough. But regardless i'm just saying zach j has the look of a guy that would do well in the bachelor there's no way to predict that you're going to be an absolute nervous basket case right mm -hmm. based on the bios just like there was no way to predict that jed was going to win the bachelorette after he had a giant forehead and appeared like the worst person on earth in his bio oh, well unless you so, strolling in reality and his... steve and oh, cheat but you know <laughs> yeah, which he's also well known for so look at no, this. I've never cheated. I haven't cheated this game. I draft my and then I read all the spoilers and I just bask in the glory of the luck that I've stumbled into. There's a there's a method to my madness. Also, I have not read anything about this season. Good for FYI, you. Since I've since I've seen so much flack and still winning. Running away with it, some would say. Go ahead. Right. Well just wait you, until there's a helicopter. Like to, would you like to summarize uh the funeral of Zach J that was this? Oh, so we were a few minutes behind and I have some friends and family members that were watching this show and I was just getting text messages like, Oh my god, this is one of the worst <laughs> and most like embarrassing moments of TV I've ever seen. Like I was getting like that level, like I've never felt worse for someone than I feel right now for Mr. Zach J. But anyhow, he he just had given off a weird energy. They were they were they were having a spa day. Mm -hmm. Okay, he copped to never have had never he had never had a um, pedicure before. Jordan, have you ever had a pedicure? I have not, but I would like to. Jason, have you had a pedicure? I feel like one of your girlfriends drove you to get a pedicure. Wow, uh, no, they have never. It's never even been a conversation topic. I don't think. Wow, that's surprising. Well, guys, we can have one when you come next weekend. It's fine. After after a day of golf, I was gonna say I wouldn't hate it. Oh, get get in the pedicure seat and yeah. put the cocktail party on. Whew! I like. Oh it. man, <laughs> it's gonna be so good. Oh, I, I've never won um, one before. And I, now I'm convinced. I'm I'm, I'm on board. Fair enough. Yes. So anyhow, I have coupons. So let's go. Twenty percent off. Let's do this. It is. That's basically Frugal Mennonite blood. If we I take love, love to see it. <laughs> I um I don't know that I would be a huge fan, but I mean. Whatever. I also think because. I like to deny you myself. You know, are you a little bit like Zach J, where like you don't really know how to relax? Like, do you, well, do you no, think no, that about me? No, here's what I think. I think things that are meant intentionally to make, like make someone relax would make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, no, that, that's probably closer to the truth. Mm -hmm. But I just don't see how having like a stranger tickle me is going to ever make me relax. <laughs> so like that just doesn't sound like something. Like I would, I could see how a massage would be relaxing to me. And I don't really feel like I would be super relaxed during that experience either. Yeah, you would. But I, I definitely think that like you, you, you always talk about like the the scrubbies and the the freaking cheese grater that they put on your feet and stuff. I don't want to do that. Like I just don't want to do that. I don't want to. There's like I don't want to beads of sweat experience that like brow. that level of. Um, He's all I like mean, clenched up. I like too. the way my feet. 
He's shoes. so uncomfortable right now just thinking about it. I'm just saying, like, so I like precious. I like to wear, I mean, I, I, my feet have often served me well <laughs> throughout my life, and I've never had to do this before. I like to wear my shoes. I like my calluses the way they are. It's not like hard for them. Logan, luxuries like this are not about having to do them. It's about you get to do them. You choose to do them. Yeah, I just don't want to shave my calluses off. Can you like opt out of that? Well, here's the thing. It's not like you're shaving all of your calluses off. It's similar to like when we shave some of our hands down after like a tough work. Like raised or, you know, scratchy. So to speak. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not, well. I'm not interested. I think this is kind of like a pumpkin spice type of conversation where if it's seen as this like popular no, thing, no, no, you're no, going to no. be more anti like, oh, like that seems just like overrated. What else am I like overrated. that about? Oh, Logan. Hey, name them, name them. <laughs> <laughs> this would need to be a separate episode. I do a, po- I do a podcast about the bachelorette. All right. You don't think that I'm willing to like things that other people like? You are willing to like them because you're choosing to see it as a sport rather than take it in as other people would take it in. Anyway, moving Listen, on. if pumpkin spice was good, we would eat it all year long. That's all I'm saying. I mean, listen, Logan's right. Logan's right in that the pumpkin flavored things are generally terrible. Um, but thank you, Jason. Emily's right in that. Yeah, you're a contrarian, and in your in your deep in your soul, you're a contrarian. <laughs> I see. I don't think that's true. I just think I have distinguished tastes, but it's fine. We can, we can that's like that. spoken, spoken like a true contrarian tramp stamp right there. <laughs> All right, we can break me down on a, on a later episode <laughs> of the podcast. Keep it rolling. Dale and Claire show marches on unabated. Me, me, Jordan, and Emily. Me, Jordan, and Emily have a separate group text where we do that every week, anyways. Don't worry about it. Jordan, yeah. Jordan Emily, and I. It's true. Um, oh wow. <clears throat> No, you're right. Yeah, you wouldn't say. You wouldn't so say anyway, these tears are happening. Zach J is clearly I was, uncomfortable. I was continuing. I was just trying to help you along here. High energy. He even admits <laughs> to being a high-strung person, which I actually found a little charming that he said that. I'm a pretty high-strung person. It's like shout out to you as a fellow, sometimes potentially high-strung person. Good, good to hear that you know what you're talking, what you're talking about. All right. So he's a little, little high-strung. Um, doesn't really appear to be vibing well with Claire. At this point, I don't think Claire's interested in vibing well with anyone other than Dale, to Very be fair. True. No, um, fair point. And so they finally finish the pedicure and they like get into the pool and Claire like jumps on the floaty. And it's like right after Claire gives this speech too, where she's like, I've decided I'm going to just respect the process and I'm going to let this play out and just enjoy my time. And she gets on the floaty and they things seem to be going a little better. Zach J is looking great they're in his going, bo- in They're his neutral, boardies. at least, at this yeah. point. Yeah, Zach J is looking yoked in the boardies. Um, Claire looks great, also. Side note, she's very pretty. And uh, anyhow, there's an end where she's like, okay, well, I'm going to go. Let's go get ready for dinner. And she, like, leans in to kiss him. And they, like, lean in to kiss. And then there's just, like, unexplainably, they don't kiss. And Claire freaks out. Yeah. Like, I re- reviewed the footage, also. <laughs> and... I, I don't think she wanted to kiss him, and I think yeah. she just honestly didn't want to kiss him and then put the blame on him and made him yep. feel bad about it. And then 100%. he totally blew it by, like, being like, no, no, I wanted to kiss What are you talking about? Well, like, I wanted his to kiss ego you. got better. Yeah, really and then he, like, tried aggressive. to, like, like, he tried yeah. to do the, like, sexy, like, powerful, like, let me grab your head and kiss you thing, and she was not into that. Obviously, she's, you know, 
Very few women are, by the way. Sure. Anyone listening to this yeah, podcast, yeah, 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 don't yeah. do that. <laughs> right. Don't, yeah. so, don't, do that. don't do that. Right. Don't. Regardless, it, it didn't. It didn't play well in his favor, and then Claire. Claire seemed to be like, I was just so triggered by that. And I've spent so much time healing from the hurts of my past. Which, like, I don't want to take anything away from what someone has been through. Seemed awfully uh, um, convenient to just go to, straight to that after like a pretty benign, like awkward moment. Yeah. And turn Rather it into, than like, like, sort of, like I realized I didn't want to kiss yeah. him because I like Dale. Right. Yeah, which also, hey, newsflash, you like Dale. Who would have thought? So uh, that all said, was she also saying that she just wanted Dale the yeah, whole time? Yeah, the whole time. During, during the, the day, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I anyhow, just wish Dale was here. I can't stop thinking about Dale. In one, of the, in one of the meanest things I can remember in Bachelor history, they make Zach J show up to dinner. Oh, this was terrible. Brother Man is sweating bullets, too, sitting there, all dressed up. I heard Jordan also that it is like oppressively hot at this yep. place that they're at. So um, would would check out based on the sweatiness of some of these bros. But regardless, he's there, and then our our boy, sweet Chris Hansen, Chris Hansen, Chris Harrison, <laughs> Chris Hansen comes in. Would be better. Chris Harrison comes in, and uh, hey, hey Zach, um, you know Claire's not gonna be coming to dinner tonight, and and he's like, oh. Okay. I just this is one of those moments where I almost wish this was a YouTube video so people could just see Logan like taking on the persona <laughs> no, of Chris. I'm trying Harrison. out. I'm gonna be Chris Harrison before I die. I think that's my dream job. Hey, but, speak it. Speak it out there in the universe. I'm gonna start It'll tweeting. I'm gonna start tweeting at him. Um, you know, hey, uh Zach, um, unfortunately, Claire Claire's not gonna be coming to dinner tonight and uh well that means you're going home. Like it was very blunt and to the <laughs> point. I mean, shout out to Chris, like just just crushed this dude's dreams. He was upset and uh, and had to go. And then they cut to the dudes that are like in the you know just in the bro circle hanging out. And they're like, dude, if if he gets sent home, it's just gonna be further proof that it's all about Dale. And like in walks the dude that takes his uh, takes dude his dead. little what dudette. Oh, the dudette. Sorry, the uh, the dudette walks in and takes his. Uh, Suitcase out, and that's that's it. So anyhow, way too much time on Zach J's like tr- absolute train wreck of a date. I just like look. I understand that she was upset that he like became really aggressive about like trying to make it up to her and kiss her, but I think there was opportunity for her like in her quote unquote healing process to say, you know what, like it's probably best that I confront this and say why I'm reacting the way I'm reacting, like. You know, to be able to say, like, hey, like, I was very triggered when you, like, aggressively came at me and started putting your hands on me and wouldn't right. let me leave. Like, I think there's an opportunity there to have a conversation and, and like, a learning opportunity for Zach J. Hannah Brown. Hannah Brown would let him have it. Yeah, exactly. And this is where I went on a rant to Logan about one of my problems with Claire is that she flaunts this, like, false sense of of confidence and security in herself, but really she's very insecure about herself. She needs constant and so stroking. She needs constant stroking and has these huge emotional breakdowns. And she'll say like, I don't deserve to be treated that way. I don't like um, stick around for men like that, but she doesn't actually ever really stick up for herself or stay in there and have a rational conversation with somebody. She just has these like emotional blow ups and meltdowns. As evidenced by being her fourth. And she's constantly having to talk about how secure she is because she's really insecure and it drives me crazy. Bingo. Thank you. 
Preach on it, sister. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan what kind of secondhand embarrassment did you feel for Zach J during this, this situation? It was uh, cringy. Yeah, it was. And it was more, it was mostly the, like, his kind of what we talked about, his aggressive attempt to, like, no, I'm going to kiss you to show you that I was trying to kiss you. Like, just talk yeah. about, like, okay, how how do we feel that happened? What happened there? Let's get on the same page. Like, we don't have to kiss. Well, she didn't want to. She, didn't want to, she definitely didn't want to talk about it. So, I mean, I, I'm not get, trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. But she, like, I think he did try to have that conversation. She was like, it's okay. It's nothing. Nothing happened. And, like, we're just, later. like, rolling out. And, right. So, but, he, I mean, I, mean, he I think she was doing that as he's like walking at her, like trying to grab, grab her face almost. So I don't like, while he, (laughs) he may have tried to have that conversation. It wasn't in the most amicable manner. Um, So I I think he got, he got the boot he deserved for sure, but she could have handled it much more maturely than she did. Like, no one came out of that looking scot-free. Exactly. I think there would have been... As with every interaction she has with one of these guys. I think, again, like, a sign of confidence and security would have been, like, come to the dinner, tell the man how you feel and what he did was wrong, and then dump his... Sure. Or in the moment, just say, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So anyhow, that was painful, and so uncomfortable. we move on to another group date. Yes, another group date. So <laughs> where the men just, are invited to. They, take, they will go on forever. They're going. They're having a roast, and they're bringing in the guys who this were actually not on the. Yes. <laughs> and the guys on the group date are to roast the rest of the dudes. And it basically becomes a on Dale spree. Oh, yeah. At least from what uh, we're yeah, showing. Yeah, at least what we saw. But they certainly cherry-picked everyone crushing Dale for the purposes of the TV show. Um, Dale got it pretty good. Bennett was particularly oh, proud of his performance. Um, Bennett also vaulting up draft boards everywhere. Huge upside out of Bennett. Really like what I'm seeing there. He's got a little John Paul Jones energy, which is kind of fun. Um, but he's also like, he seems like he'd be a fun hang in a weird way. I like, think it's, I, at first I'm sorry I thought it was to interrupt, be... but I think it's maybe he yeah. talks like Keanu Reeves. That's who I was thinking of. Okay. okay. That's oh, interesting. His kind of like inflection in the way he enunciates things. Hmm. So I think that Bennett gets my MVP of this week. First of all, when the, the cocktail party was canceled and Claire is like, I'm just too emotional to go on. Like Bennett gives the best of facial expression. It's a real pressured frown and he, they just keep panning to him. And it's like my favorite moment in Bachelorette <laughs> history. And then on this group date when he roasts Dale, his like final line was like, you're talking about you're the best suited for Claire. If you want to talk about best suited, come over to my chateau and I'll dress you, you like 
was something diva, right? Yeah. Like you, I don't remember exactly what he said. pretty lame dismount, but he did mic drop, which was kind of funny. He mic dropped, and it was just great because it was definitely like almost Mr. Goody Two-Shoes trying to roast somebody, and it just came across perfectly, and it was oh, chef's kiss. Yeah, it was it was well done. Um, I do think someone said that Dale looks like the snake from um, the Jungle that Book. That was Bennett, too. That was Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Dale, you, you look, look like, like the jungle book which is an <laughs> underrated burn saw a meme today on on the instagram and it was very clear that dale looks like the snake the oh book, yes so. um that was funny that was my personal favorite it was just like it was so simple but it was like oh that's tough um but yeah no i mean it was fine the dudes were clearly loving it i didn't really think the humor was like really hitting that hard but yeah no. all the dudes were loving a chance to take a crack on uh, on dale claire was not loving it no they were making fun of her man and she she just did not think it was funny. So uh, Dale, actually, to his credit, I thought took it pretty well. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was laughing. He was enjoying it. I think he kind of knows that like the spotlight is on him a little bit here, so he's kind of leaning into it. What did uh, Roger Sherman say yesterday? With a dash of personality, Dale could be one of the best villains in Bachelor history. But he has no personality, so um, I so will send you both. Like Jason, I know you're not watching, but I think you still would appreciate the article that Roger Sherman released after the episode. Dude, he releases them like right I after was the episode. crying. So I was laughing so hard. Roger oh Sherman God. is very good at that kind of writing, so I have no problem believing that. Moment like right afterwards, but I mean, when he said with a dash of personality, Dale could be like one of the best. Uh, so oh, I was like, oh, it was perfect. just beautiful, beautiful moment. So, anyhow, so yes, anyway, he, uh, Claire takes everything really personally because they're attacking her man, and the guys kind of have this like feeling like this is probably gonna backfire on us. Like, this is either yeah. gonna go well, like, okay, we all got that off our chest, we can move on, or Claire's gonna be really upset with us, okay, and sure ball. enough. They were right. And she just proceeds in the cocktail party. Every guy she pulls aside, she like talks about Dale. Uh, Why did you go after Dale? It's just like, is this like mother hen energy? What did Dale say about me? Oh, oh. And and what did he say? It was, like, what's it was Dale bad. doing at the house? And again, these credit, things probably go a long time and we don't see everything they talk about. But to their credit, where this group of guys stands out like a lot more in terms of, okay, they definitely brought in older guys who have their life together is none of the guys really engaged in. They're like, look, I'd really like the rest of our time together to be spent talking about us and getting to know more about each other instead of talking about Dale. Whereas like on Hannah Brown's season, anytime Hannah would ask a question about one of the other dudes, they're like, well, she asked, let me just bring up all the (laughs) I possibly can and throw this guy under the bus. So I thought that was a good sign of maturity out of these dudes. Yeah, for sure. They, They do a pretty good job of moving on. Yes. So, um, she does not give a rose. Yep. She was like, I really just didn't get the clarity I needed oh, tonight oh. to be able to feel confident Drinking handing out this group rose. And then we have an ITM where she's like giving herself the rose. And I think I just like flicked off the TV the entire time she was giving out yep. the speech. Uh, it was just like, I'm so proud of you. If you're standing up for yourself, you're a strong one. You're like, Oh, gag me can you just save this for your like morning speech in the bathroom mirror when you wake up tomorrow like i see pride i see power yeah Yeah. exactly anyhow anyway so so far we've had claire just cancel a cocktail party cancel a group date not give out a group date rose so it's very clear like just fire fire a dude on a single date 
She uh, said in like Fire Yosef. We get a it. we get a sound bite of her telling one of the producers, Can we speed this along? Like after she's spent time with Dale and has to go spend time with everyone else. So and, you know. Then we the cherry on the cake was definitely her just smelling the pants. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't really feel like that was necessary to get across <laughs> the point that Claire liked Dale. Um but the I guess the, the capper on the episode was like a sort of uncomfortably long slow motion pool exit uh, by <laughs> former Bachelor contestant Tasha, um, who we all, I think, sort of knew was going to be involved in the season. Somehow they're making it seem like she is. Well, yeah, they have they have sent a hot girl to rescue the show. <laughs> um that they might and here like, she like, comes emerging yeah. from the pool <laughs> yeah it was kind of weird like they could, maybe could have just like at least like posted her name or let her say anything or say hi or something but it was just kind of it was just like just like out of the out of the pool and she slipped her hair back and we like, looked at each other like it was just like it was really weird slow down too much you know like you can have the merch yeah. it's yeah, it was gratuitous like, listen oh, so she looks great Still so better than when like the isolation. She things. didn't, you know, the isolation wasn't wasn't tough on her. She looks like she's been putting she, that work in. Tasha's always been putting the work in. She's, she's beautiful, yeah. beautiful girl. Very pretty. And again, just still still a step above the shower scenes. Colton season. <laughs> Dude, I cannot wait. I cannot wait for more shower scenes. Love a good shower scene. <laughs> the, the, the pensive bachelor in the shower, like before the group date. Oh, it's classic stuff. So I answered these questions, but you two both have to answer them. So first of all, who was your MVP of this week? Dale. I mean, mine might be Bennett. Good man. Yeah, I mean, I like Bennett the most, but I mean, Dale's the most valuable player this week. And it has to be. Sorry. It's fine. Jordan, what are your reasons for giving Bennett MVP? I think he he maybe made up the most ground in terms of likability and uh personality he he improved his stock the most i guess well said a real j crossover type and what was your play of the evening play of the evening yeah Ugh. the snake from uh, the snake from wizard of oz was pretty great wizard of oz. E- easy had a pretty great like montage of oh my like, God, facial expressions too where he was like just trying to tweet through it, you know, talk through something. And he, uh, but he, he has like some of the most dynamic facial expressions I've ever seen. I got high hopes for him with Tasha in the mix. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great speech. I would say like when, when Dale came back all giggly and everything from his, his time in uh, Claire's house or whatever we're calling it. Uh, I think the way the rest of the guys kind of fried him about it and just like called him out on his BS, that was really good to see it handled in a mature way, even though, <laughs> even though it sacrificed again some point scoring opportunities. Like previous seasons, when we had a bunch of twenty-two and twenty-four-year-old dudes, might not have gone down so smoothly. So I, I guess I'm torn. Like it's a nice change of pace to see things talked out, but at the same time. I do want I do want those points. I need those points, to yeah. be frank. Which brings me to my next question, which has been the thing eating me up probably the most this week. Is 
like how do we kind of reconcile what we watched this week like on the one hand is it entertaining television right like okay like well this is different this is interesting or is it like this woman isn't her doing her job as the bachelorette and you know what let's get her up on out of here and get some new blood in here i mean i i didn't find this week's episode particularly entertaining I'll i say agree. that mm-hmm. uh, and i mean full fully understand that i watched this because um basically we're gambling on it and i have engendered uh value into the results of this show based on nothing but luck but that all said um yeah i mean i don't, I don't know no not that entertaining yeah if that, if that answers you, your question i do think it's i wish they would be not like they, they pretty much they made it clear that tasha is going to come now and like take over the show but like in my mind they've wasted three weeks of our life with this uh yeah. like kind of like sort of gross storyline where it's like you know if they listen good for them if they found love and they're indeed right. like what isn't there a rumor out there that they're married yeah. already like who knows like if they found love good for them seems like they legitimately like each other and she's certainly likes him a lot you know that could be fine if that was indeed the point of the show is to find love then they did that but like it, it's it's not it's not entertaining in any way it's i'm not, not like i don't want to be like I'm, I'm not like here for them like here for the show but i also kind of am in that like i, I want to see i, I want to see some action yeah we'll see it's a I, shame that we can't get national dates too but yeah there's that but there's also kind of the perspective i've been curious about is like all of all of these episodes knowing that claire makes an early exit and takes is going to come in at some point have kind of been dead airspace for me like okay there might be something interesting that pops up but knowing what i know i just want to get to that point so i can be surprised yeah. by things so i'm really curious as to how logan experienced the show in previous seasons when he had read spoilers but still watched <laughs> still watched episodes like that couldn't have been yeah. as entertaining as just watching it fresh um, no, I mean, it's not like the guy had, had like, notes on the episode. He just kind of knew who got cut. Be guy, as if we don't know who he's Steve. It's not like Steve, Steve right, didn't but really I'm have saying, notes like, on the episode. Even knowing those outcomes, like, there's so yeah. much less drama, there, I would assume. Yeah. Or I don't know. I, I don't really mind it. Calling, calling reality Steve the guy instead of calling him by his name is like when when <laughs> you're not acknowledging Lord Voldemort and you just call him you know he, who. He who shall not be named. Thank you for bringing Harry Potter into this. Emily's you're been welcome. reading Harry Potter. I have been engrossed. Hmm. 77% done. Yeah. Hell yes. Let's do this thing. All right. Anything else, Emily? Are we no, done here? No, I mean, I think, I think... He, it was well said we're just kind of like spinning our wheels until Tasha comes and hopefully we'll get a better season than the one we've had so far i wonder if they're going to bring back any dudes the rumor is that they invite i think the some of the guys who were let go night one are invited back but Mm. i think some of the guys like like brandon and yosef and zach jay aren't necessarily 
Which makes sense. Like, okay. Zach J needs to come back. I mean, I, I see no other reason other than to get Zach J back in there. He's grabbing it. No. Like, that definitely feels like you're getting someone's sloppy seconds when, like, no, she actually spent some time with them and sent them home. Like, that's not just, like, oh, you know what? After night one, I don't really know most of you, but, like, you don't really stand out to me, so you're going home. Jordan stands to make some significant team upgrades if uh, yes. night one guys return. Right. Fingies And apparently. They reach out to some of the phase one guys, like the guys who are originally supposed to be on the season, but uh, then like quarantine and everything happened or lockdowns happened and they recruited older guys. So I think they invite some of those guys in. Mm. So next week First we'll squad. likely be doing an emergency draft. Yeah. So I guess we're going to go ahead and talk about this now. If we get a, a bumper crop of new dudes, we go emergency draft and we draft in order of score, reverse score. Yep. Which isn't looking so good for William Jordan. Oh, you get to oh great. Somebody. The pressure's on me to make another huge game changing pick. <laughs> awesome. Can't wait. <laughs> with the with the board wide open. Yeah. <laughs> it's all so about anyway. it's all about, you know, I'll share with you my algorithm for success. Facial facial construction. Facial recognition. I'll get height. Evan to write me a Python script or something. <laughs> System.out.printline. Uh Jay. Okay, give us that score update, Boo. All right, score update, as previously indicated. Logan in the lead with 455 Putablos. Emily, second place, 420. Oh, 420, bro. And Jordan, uh, bring up through a 380. So um, we, you know, plenty of ground to be made up there, but uh, crazy things can happen, guys. We got a lot of, a lot ahead of us. Um, the season is still young. All right. You know, it's all about getting to the playoffs and then capitalizing on the opportunities you have in the playoffs. High leverage situations. Okay. I'm talking airplane dates. I'm talking water feature kisses. We haven't had a whole lot of that yet. I narrowly missed out on a water feature kiss in one of the most horrific defensive performances I've ever seen by Zach J. So. I'm probably not going to get any like helicopter, airplane, boat kisses. This season. If they're in a kayak so on the pool. A floaty kayak. Oh, sure. I feel like we've been a lot more lenient this season. Like, yep, that's a verbal altercation. We've got some raised tones. Let's go for it. Some Points hackles. Around. Is Riley still around? Oh, yeah. yeah hell yeah, yeah. for days. Riley has freaking pipes, dude. You know who else I think from Jordan's team is actually going to go far is Jay. Jay got more screen time this week. He's just and kind it's kind of like, like why would they get and he, he stays out of the way. He's nice. He's got like a pretty sassy yes. in the background a lot of times, too. Like he, he does a lot of like. Speaking of scoring categories, um, I'm always giving updates as to what new categories I think we have. And I'm kind of confused why we don't have a category about people bringing up character mm. on this show. So mm. I definitely think that one should be incorporated. So I'm keeping a running list. We'll let the board of governors That's a good idea. On. Yes. Yeah. Right. That's a... People think that they can say anything if they just mention that uh, character. Their, their character. Oh, An integrity. Okay. Listen, but my character will not let me. Yeah. Anything else, Emily? No. All right. Thanks for joining us. Of course. All right. Always fun. So we have our podcast. Jason, you still with us? You got any final words? No, I was. That was uh, as entertaining as I would hope for. Glad, oh, glad to thanks meet for, your standard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, find the podcast on the internet at thewheelroute.com. 
send us emails we are podcast at gmail.com flame us and uh as always go gators go who's go dukes may the roses ever be in your favor boys